this episode, I'm continuing to sweep out the dark places of our hearts and minds by talking about comparison. Not only does it steal our moments and shatter our security, it distorts our vision and thinking. When we compare, we see and think about other women incorrectly, and maybe even more importantly, forget who we are and who we were made to be. It's time to stop comparing and own who God made us to be, ladies. Thanks for being here. Hi, I'm Becky, the host of the Girl on a Hill podcast, where we encourage you to stop hiding, start shining, and be the woman you were created to be. You can download Girl on a Hill podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. And now let's head to the hill. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Girl on a Hill. I am continuing our spring cleaning of the heart and mind series today by talking about something really sneaky. Now, all of the subjects we've talked about in this series have been hard. I won't lie. They've been really difficult for all of us on the panel to wrestle with. And this is one where I think I had a lot of misinformation about myself. It was something that I knew I dealt with and struggled with a lot in my 20s and 30s, especially as I was finding my footing as a mother. But now that I'm in my 40s, I find that it's sneaking up on me in other ways, even when I thought I had healed from this and was no longer slave to it. Um, what we're talking about today is comparison. Um, yeah, it's just it's a tough one. Um, here's a definition. Even though I'm flying solo today, I'm still going to hit you with a definition because it's who I am. So it's a consideration or estimate of the similarities or dissimilarities between two things. I think those are really big words for us to focus on today, similar and dissimilar. We tend to be a people who are uncomfortable with differences, especially when we're the one standing out singing that Sesame Street song. One of these things is not like the others. It's no fun to be that person, but I'm learning. It's kind of great, but we'll get there. Um, I also think comparison is tricky to uh, define because it's so intertwined with things like envy, jealousy, and insecurity, and that's what makes it so sneaky, is you don't even realize you're comparing yourself anymore because it's just so wrapped up with all of these other things that have kind of wormed their way into our personality and into our daily lives. But like I said, I think it's those differences that really speak to our deep need of belonging. But anytime we notice something different about ourselves, anytime you feel that twinge or that doubt or that fear or that shame, anytime you start to think, even for a split second, I am less because I'm not the same, that, my friend, is comparison. I'm going to tell you a couple little stories today, and hopefully that some of the things I've learned might help you. So several years ago, my husband and I entered this beautiful phase of life where we get to leave the house without finding a sitter, and it is magical. And if you are in the thick of it with little kids, I promise that day is coming. But our our teenagers were old enough to watch the kids, and we took off for a little afternoon date. David knew that there was this little fall fair happening. We thought that sounded awesome. And it was. It was so cute. There were booths full of all the little palette signs and chunky Afghan throws and potted mums. I mean, and all everything everyone was selling was absolutely lovely and beautiful. And it should have been the perfect afternoon just getting away and having a break with my favorite person. But 
After a few minutes of browsing, my attention was no longer on the adorable things for sale. It wasn't on having a lovely afternoon with David. I became focused on all of the other women at this fall fair. I was thinking, have, had I missed a memo about how you go out on a Saturday afternoon to a little outdoor bazaar? Like, what is wrong with me? Why am I not getting this? I looked down at my jeans, my Converse, my graphic sweatshirt, pretty much the, uh, the Becky wardrobe, an outfit I feel totally at home in. I felt comfortable on the way over, but suddenly, as I was looking around, I felt wildly out of place and less than. And in my mind, every other woman there was wearing that quintessential fall outfit. Leggings, boots, adorable plaid, and a skillfully tied scarf. Now, let me tell you, honesty time, I can barely get mine in a loop, and that's after watching intricate YouTube videos. It's just, it's never going to be me. These were women who probably knew what things like contouring meant and didn't need to watch YouTube videos to figure out how to do their hair. And suddenly, I was so focused on them and how I was different from them that I was no longer living my life. I was pulled out of my life, and I was longing for theirs. Now, anybody who has ever scrolled social media has probably felt these stings yourself. I know that I have missed out on opportunities to make memories with my kids because I was so focused on other women. If you listen to the podcast I did with Sydney on insecurity, you heard me tell a similar story um, where I was at the pumpkin patch with my son, Henry, who's about to go off to high school. And so let me tell you, time slips by in an instant. And I wish I could go back to watching four-year-old Henry climb that hay pyramid. But I was pulled out of that beautiful moment with my son, where he was so thrilled and so proud of himself to be up on top. And, and I missed it because I was looking at the other women. All I was doing was noticing, huh, again, I missed the memo. Why are all of them in these adorable boots? And I'm sitting here in this outfit. And I was pulled out of that moment because I felt so different. The contrast was so evident in my mind that I no longer cared that I was there with my little buddy. In each of these situations, at the fall fair, at the pumpkin patch, and whenever Instagram bums me out, I was focused on all of the things they were, the other women, instead of focusing on who I am. And this, ladies, is where I think the enemy has a heyday. Because if we're being really honest, and what's the point if we're not being honest? Most of the time, we're going to be triggered by another woman. And then we're not just tearing ourselves down. We get really tempted to tear others down. When we should be lifting, encouraging, and celebrating, we're stewing in our pot of envy and missing out on the opportunity to marvel at the way God made so many different women with different strengths, talents, abilities, and interests. It's like, we need everybody. So I want to see if any of this hits home for you. It probably will because you're human just like me. Your floor is littered with toys. You picked them all up an hour ago, and you'll pick them up a dozen more times before bedtime. 
there are still breakfast dishes in your sink and you haven't showered since the day before yesterday. Your son just isn't getting the hang of potty training and your daughter is struggling to understand math. You had a fight with your husband last night and you're still beating yourself up over some of the things you said in anger. When you went to put your jeans on today, you noticed they were a little snugger and you couldn't force yourself to look in the mirror as you brushed your teeth. You pour yourself a second cup of coffee and decide to scroll through Facebook. Within minutes, all of the negative things you believed about yourself are amplified and you start to believe you're not doing anything right. Your friend posted an Instagram pic of herself and you notice just how clean her family room looks. And is she wearing a new sweater? Why does her hair look so good at 9 a.m.? You keep scrolling and you see a post about your friend's child who is excelling in math. And you start to wonder what you're doing wrong. You must not be everything your child needs. Another friend just changed their profile picture. It's of her kissing her husband on the cheek and they look so happy. You're reminded of the fight you had and feel certain that your marriage will never be that good. It goes on and on and on. It's exhausting, defeating, and a total load of malarkey. And it has to change. Now, in the past, I've been talking to ladies for a while. I do not always follow my advice. I'm pretty poor at it. But in the past, I've talked about comparison a lot. And I have always tried to combat comparison and encourage women by telling them that nobody has it all together, which is still 100% true. But as I've gotten older, I'm realizing that that way of thinking isn't healthy. And I want to change the way I talk about comparison. Feeling okay about who we are as a woman, a wife, or a mother should never be dependent on the knowledge that someone else is struggling. If we're being honest, we all feel our confidence get a little bit of a boost when we see someone else's messy living room, or we notice that somebody else has dark under eye circles because we know we're not alone. And whatever you are walking through right now, whatever it is you're juggling, however you're seeing yourself, whatever lies you're believing, you are not alone. A hundred percent, we are all trudging up this hill with you. But feeling okay with who we are should not be because other women are floundering. Our sense of okayness cannot and should not depend on another woman or mother riding the struggle bus. We need to learn to be okay when other women are thriving. We need to be okay when a friend is wearing a put-together outfit and we're in drawstring pants. We need to be okay when we see a family with well-behaved kids when ours are making us crazy pants. We need to be okay when a friend is into a hobby or a side hustle that we completely don't get or don't care about. We need to be okay when other people can afford date nights or vacations or daycare, or preschool, or enter it in right there. The gas to leave their house. We need to be okay when you see something as miraculous as a clean back seat, or a new mom who's feeling rested and refreshed. We need to be okay no matter what anybody else or their life looks like. Because let me tell you right now, and I want you to hear me, you are okay no matter what anyone else is doing. You are okay no matter 
what? Because your worth doesn't change. We have traded in truth for a lie, ladies. We have chosen to believe that another person's abilities, successes, passions, appearance, relationships, and strengths somehow affect us. When in truth, what another woman does, looks like, or how they succeed has nothing to do with you. If your friend is having a good hair day, doesn't mean that you are ugly. If your friend's child is succeeding in one area, it doesn't mean that you're not a capable parent. If your friend goes on a fantastic date with her spouse, doesn't mean your relationship is in trouble. A friend's clean house doesn't make you a poor housekeeper. There will always be women in your life who have something you don't or excel in an area where you struggle. That's just life. And there will always, sadly, be women who trigger our insecurities because we are human. But what if instead of dwelling in our insecurity, all my overthinkers out there, raise your hand, holla, and wishing to be more like them, we decided, what if we decided to be grateful for who we are while at the same time applauding who they are? Because we are different and different doesn't mean less than. Differences should excite you because they are exciting. When I see women out there different from me, it makes me excited. It lights me up because it means they are owning who they are and doing what they were gifted to do, being who they were made to be. Praise the Lord, it's not a world full of Beckys. We need everybody. We are stronger, better women. Get that stronger. You are stronger and better. When you stay true to who you are, enjoy your life, and let everybody else live theirs. I'm going to tell you another story. This is, you're going to think this is, how does this change your life, Beck? But it did. So I don't know how many of you have been to Claim Jumper, but a trip to Claim Jumper had a (laughs) profound impact on my life. It's a little restaurant food chain. It's in a handful of states. What they are known for is like home style, classic food, and gargantuan, enormous portions. Like they could feed villages. So on one visit to Claim Jumper, we decided to do something that we seriously never do. We ordered dessert. I ordered something called the mini eclair. I had been thinking about this dessert for a while. I'm the kind of person that pre-looks at a menu because I am not spontaneous and I like to know. So I knew about this eclair and I was so excited about it. I had built it up in my mind as the be all end all of all desserts. In a few minutes after I order, the waitress brings my mini eclair, which was the size of a regulation football. I am not lying. This was brought out on like a Thanksgiving size platter. It was enormous. I am not joking. And I dug my fork in so ready to enjoy this massive pile of chocolate and custard gluttony. And I was so disappointed. It was okay, but it wasn't for me. And I think it's the same way with comparison. We see the lives other people are living. We see the activities, the hobbies, the achievements, the experiences, the talents. And we think that looks amazing. I have to have that too. I must really be missing out by not having those same things. But then when we get a taste of those things, 
or try to fit into the mold created for that person, we realize, huh, maybe that wasn't meant for us. So about a year after I had the disappointing eclair, I had a big revelation. God spoke to me through yet another pastry. Moses got the burning bush and I got a dessert. That seems about right to me. It had been a really rough day. If I'm being honest, that part of our life had been a rough few months, a rough few years. My husband definitely observed that I needed a cheering up treat. So after the kids were in bed, he ran around the corner to the little grocery store we lived by and came home with a bakery box filled with two small eclairs. It wasn't a fancy moment. It wasn't a night out. They were not eclairs the size of footballs. From the outside looking in, that moment looked like two exhausted parents full of stress, watching parenthood, eating cheap grocery store pastries. But in that moment, I realized the beauty of my life. I hadn't realized just how much I'd struggled with contentedness and how closely that was linked with my constant need to compare myself and my life with those around me. I hadn't been okay with who I was or the life and blessings I'd been giving. I'd been focusing so much on the lives and blessings of others. You might be thinking, geez, Beck, you got all that from a Safeway eclair? And the answer is yes, yes, I did. That small, unfancy, cheap eclair was amazing. And in that quiet moment with my husband, I realized that not just that eclair was enough, that I was enough. And my life was enough. I realized the extent of my struggle with comparison and contentedness. I had wasted so much time envying the life of others. I had really struggled to accept where we were as a family. I had friends that had gone on more vacations in one year than my husband and I have gone on in the entirety of our marriage. That's still true for me. I had friends who had childcare and date nights anytime they wanted. Dinners out, outings with kids, getaways, expensive hobbies, successes, successes in areas I wanted to succeed. All of that is still true. It was true then. It still is true now. But it's my focus. And it was no wonder I wasn't content or even aware of all of the goodness that came from being me and living the life God had blessed me with. Because being content is hard, especially if you're living in a constant state of comparison. Now, what works for somebody else may not be the best thing for you. I had to learn my family is not the big eclair family, so to speak. And I wasn't a big eclair lady. I needed to come to accept that we are the small Unextravagant but incredibly satisfying small eclair family. Now, that big eclair is on the claim jumpers menu for a reason. It works for some people, but it didn't work for me. I wasn't a big eclair person. That wasn't who I am. I was and am exactly who I was meant to be, created on purpose for a purpose, just like you. It is so easy to see the differences and to notice what other ladies are doing and think, I need that. That's better than what I have. 
That's more important than what I can do. That's more interesting. They're more celebrated. They're more recognized. And this is where I can't help but think about the body of Christ. I absolutely love this analogy. The body is designed to work with all of its parts. It needs every part. It was specially designed. And every part of the body has a very specific job that it was created to do. The spleen can't decide it wants to be a leg because the leg's life seems better. It seems more important. It's more recognized. No, a spleen simply can't do what a leg was created to do because it was created to be a spleen. But you know what? A leg can't filter blood or make white blood cells and antibodies. And yes, I did Google exactly what a spleen is made for. But we need both parts. We need our spleen and we need our legs and we need them to behave and function in the way they were created to function. Your liver can't decide it wants to be a hand one day and your nose can't do the job of the lungs. We need each part to function as it was created. It all works together. And you know what? We are stronger when we have all of our parts working as they're meant to. So, ladies, I want to encourage you to let the ladies with the perfect makeup and the Pinteresty outfits and the ladies out there who know how to tie scarves do their thing. Let the mom who loves doing crafts with her kids do the crafts and don't sneer at her fridge full of the little projects. Be excited for her. Let the lady who loves to cook snap as many pics of her fancy pants dinner as she wants. That is their thing. You do yours. Your thing can and will be different from their thing. Different doesn't mean less than. Differences are exciting. I want you to get fired up about differences because differences mean we are owning who we are and doing what we were gifted to do. We are stronger, better women when we stay true to who we are, enjoy our moments, and let everybody else live theirs. I want to share one of my very favorite verses. Um, It's Galatians 6, 4, and 5, and this is from the message version. So if you want to go check it out in a couple different versions, I totally encourage you to do that. Side note, whenever a verse catches my interest, I always read it in a few versions. But I love, I love what this says. Make a careful exploration of who you are and the work you have been given, and then sink yourself into that. Don't be impressed with yourself. Don't compare yourself with others. Each of you must take responsibility for doing the creative best you can with your own life. I'm going to read that part again. Make a careful exploration of who you are and the work you have been given, and then sink yourself into that. Into that. I know that for me, when I am living inside my purpose and doing the things that I know God gifted me to do, that 
primal urge to compare falls away because I am in the flow of being who I was created to be. Let me tell you right now, and I hope that you hear me, you were not created to be her. And I know you know who I mean when I say her, that woman who triggers you. You weren't created to be her, whoever she is. You were created to be you. And the world needs you desperately. Not one other human on the planet can do what you can do or make the impact that only you were designed to make. We need you. So please, I beg you today, stop hiding, start shining, and be who you were created to be. Thanks for being here, and we'll be back with you next week. You've been listening to the Girl on a Hill podcast. Please help us out by sharing the podcast with your friends, connecting with us on social media, and leaving a review on Apple Podcast. We're here to climb the hill with you as we all work to stop hiding, start shining, and be the women we were created to be. Join the conversation by connecting with us online. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks for being here, and we'll be back with you next week.